Blog Talk Radio. The Pipe Bomb Radio Network proudly presents Pipe Bomb Radio, the show with the freshest insight, interviews, and opinions on the world of professional wrestling. With your host, El Jefe, Felix Oledo. The Godfather, Nate Milton. Godfather's in the house. And the Aztec Warrior, Alex Cruz. I'm an Aztec Warrior. Ah. So sit back and relax, because Pipe Bomb Radio goes live now. It's showtime, folks! Welcome, everybody, to Pipe Bomb Radio, the No Mercy Aftermath. <laughs> All right, corniness aside. <laughs> you know, it's the first time we've actually been on back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Gosh, I want to say since maybe 2016 at some point. Nonetheless, it's cool. You know, I don't mind it. I come on every week. It's, you know, what we were doing for a number of years anyway, so... That said, you know, we're going to come on here and have my guys here, uh, Alex and uh, Nate, father and son, if you will, uh, join me and discuss the aftermath of No Mercy in L.A. I actually was there, and it was cool. It was a lot of fun. It surprisingly wasn't a disappointing pay-per-view. I mean, I – well, I don't think I would ever rate any pay-per-view completely a zero, if you will. There's always good points, bad points, things that you wish didn't happen, things that you wish could have happened. But overall, you know, I think it was a decent show. And the crowd, L.A. crowds, I got to tell you, L.A., Chicago, New York, they all have decent crowds that really, okay, decent's not the word. I want to say crazy. Craziness personified. And that's what we got there. And I know my guys just mentioned to me that, well, just like his father, father and son, they will both be fashionably late. So, Y'all will be joining me live here by myself, entertaining y'all as I do best. Been doing this five years, six years now, so nothing new to me. In the meantime, you know, the aftermath of the whole pay-per-view itself, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, the whole thing, honestly, it's like I said last week. You know, I would have preferred to see the debut of Asuka, but they actually did finally announce when she was going to be debuting which is going to be at the TLC pay-per-view in a couple of weeks, which, again, it, it, it boggles the mind because a couple of things. They're making changes, clearly. They're putting more pay-per-views on, which can oversaturate the wrestling fans. And almost, like I said, the credibility for a lot of things is taken away because that's why nobody really has any faith in any championships because they don't – like one week they'll have the championship and then they'll drop it a week later. It's just no relevancy to the titles. And if you want to talk relevancy or irrelevancy to a title, ooh, let's just talk about that cruiserweight division. I want to wait for the guys to come on here with that one because there's something to talk about with that. But um, nonetheless, that aside, you know, I was actually, you know, the whole thing with planning the trip to No Mercy was very, very last minute. I didn't anticipate going. I didn't expect to be going. But it kind of just happened. And 
I was scrambling around because I actually had an extra ticket. And <laughs> friend after friend wasn't available. But like I said, it was last minute. So I didn't anticipate anybody wanting to go. Luckily, I did find somebody to go with me. And the seats, there's really no bad seat you can have in the Staples Center, if you think about it. Because it's not a very big venue. I mean, at the most, I think they can hold 15,000 people. But I personally, for me, I'm always one that enjoys the views from a higher elevation. So that way you can kind of see everything, whether you're trying to be, rather than being on the floor and having to look over some idiot with a big ridiculous sign. Hey, look at me, I'm on TV, jackass. And, you know, the whole thing was pretty cool. Well, Papa is now here. The Godfather. We're just waiting on his uh, his little whippersnapper to join us in a little bit here. In the meantime, Godfather Nate, what's going on, man? Hey, what is, what is going on, El Jefe? It's good to be back this week, brother. You know, that's what I was just saying at the beginning because it's like we were, we're we've been on back to back for three weeks now, and I'm like, gosh, this ain't old. This, we we were doing this for a number of years, so I guess kind of felt like at home again because <laughs> we don't do this anymore. You know what I mean? We we barely. We do two shows a month, so back to back to back for three weeks, not a bad thing. But at the same time, I don't want to do what WWE is doing and oversaturate our listeners and be like, again, they're back again. It's coming up next anyway. week. We're doing a three-hour pipe bomb radio. <laughs> no, not necessarily. But I will say we do have a very awesome guest coming to the show October the 10th. No names yes. mentioned that yet at this point, but what I will say – is that he has been on the show, and I've been looking for the mm. right opportunity to bring him back. And <laughs> he had me cracking up. He is a, he, he was a comedian, but he, you know what? If anybody has some great stories on a couple of my favorite kind of people, my favorite kind of people, my favorite people, my favorite kind of managers, I guess you could say, it would be Bobby Heenan and uh, Sherry Martell. It would be this, this individual. So we look forward to having him on, and we'll leave it at that. But in the meantime... I got word from your little whippersnapper that he was going to be running late. So I think he's following your fathering, following in his father's footsteps. <laughs> like father, like son. Uh, well, right? so real quick, right? so, uh, before, uh, before the Aztec warrior gets here, uh, you mentioned Bobby the Brain Heenan, and I heard the show uh-huh. last week, as I'm sure most of the listeners did, uh, and I wanted to give you and Alex a, a tip of the cap, man. It was a, it was a tribute I think the Brain would have been proud of. I hope so. I, you know, I, I always try to, you know, it's like I said, we don't do very many tribute shows. We don't because then it would just be too much. You know, I, there, we pick and choose the right opportunities to honor the late, the, the late great legends that have passed. And, and we've had the opportunity to watch growing up. I just felt that it, it was a must for Bobby. It was a must. And I'm glad we did it. You know? Yeah. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. We're going to have to have a word with your little whippersnapper here. Cause he's joining us now. The Aztec Warrior. Ah, he's in the house. <laughs> I I am here, fellas. Sorry about the little bit of a late arrival, but hey, we still have a wonderful hour. Hey, we just figured you were just trying to follow road, follow in your father's footsteps, man. Yeah, I, I feel like you know. I feel every episode of Pipe Bomb Radio, I get just a little bit more like my dad, and and I feel that like you know, sitting under Nate's learning tree. Uh, it has been very helpful, but also, I mean, it, it's inspirational. And I feel like, you know, they always say, you know, follow in your father's footsteps. And I am truly doing that. And I'm working on probably getting on 18 other uh, podcast shows. So it's just uh, oh, hopefully people accept me. So we'll see what happens. 
But uh, but you know we'll, we'll see what happens. You know we'll see what happens. Well, it's good to have everybody it's, back. It's home. my fault, Felix. It's, 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 it's all my fault. When I left the house, I locked the door, and and something told me I shouldn't have locked the door. And then as I was driving away, I saw little Alex in the window saying, "No locked doors." <laughs> you know that makes me suspicious. Sweet <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, but that's cool. So, fellas, I mean, no mercy. You know, I yeah, a lot of no. our predictions didn't pan out clearly, but it wasn't a disappointing show. It really, actually, surprisingly, a lot of the raw shows are the best, but they aren't the worst. This one actually was pretty good. I, you know, get, get you know, get credit where credit's due. It really was an interesting show. You know, did I expect Brock Lesnar to win? No. Am I disappointed he did? No, not really. You know, am I disappointed that Cena lost? <laughs> okay, I had to go there. I'm sorry. You know, anyways. Well, it's, uh, it's, still, it's, still, it's still an open wound. It's an open wound. <laughs> but, I mean, what did you guys, what was your guys' take on the whole on the whole pay-per-view itself? It, it wasn't bad. I mean, thoughts? Um. Well, I thought it was it was a solid show. It wasn't the you know the level that they were hyping it up to be. You know, this is a WrestleMania quality show. Sure. It wasn't that at all. Uh, but it, it was it was a solid show. Like it was a between a really uh, excellent B pay per view and a good version of Raw. So it was somewhere in that middle ground. Uh, I liked most of the matches. Uh, the the main event was good, but it was a little shorter than I was expecting, and, and I've got some questions about the finish, but overall, I thought it was a pretty decent show. Um, well, this one of the things, give it a breakdown. Uh, Alex, what, what did you think, man? Uh, one of the things that I, I thought about the show, so I, the one thing I kind of just slightly want to correct you on, Nate, uh, is, is you said that a lot of people are talking about it being a, a WrestleMania quality show. Uh, it was actually more that they were saying they have that basically practically two WrestleMania quality main events, but mainly uh, the, the WrestleMania quality match in Cena and Roman Reigns, which that I believe it delivered. Um, yeah. Now just the, uh, okay. Because you always have to remember <laughs> who beat who and how they beat somebody. And then how they beat somebody, you got to think about going forward What's the what's the believability of somebody beating somebody with one move again? I mean, you gotta you gotta think. I mean, I mean, we saw Roman Reigns take four AAs and <laughs> still kick out. That that yeah. being said, John Cena putting away some of the greatest wrestlers in history with that move. I mean, does this mean that Roman Reigns? is going to have to be hit five, six times with anybody else's finisher before he kicks out ever again or have to get – get basically someone's got to cheat to win. And then and then Braun Strowman, he hits – he basically dominates Lesnar for the majority of the match. Lesnar finds a weak spot. Um, German suplex suplexes the, the, the dog poo out of him. And then after one, two – I think like what, three or four power slams – Still can't put down the beast, but one F five does it for Braun. Um, yep. It's just 
it's crazy. You know, it's just I, I haven't put it all together yet because, I mean, Cena, Cena took uh, – correct me or wrong, I know Cena, Cena took a Superman punch. I don't know why I'm kind of drawing blank, but did Cena take two spears in that match? He did take two because he took one when they were out on the tables and then one in the yeah, ring. Yeah, right, right. I think that – Right. So, I mean, technically it was four moves as well if you really want to look at it. Two Superman punches, two spears, uh, and then, you know, the, the the last one finally put Cena down. But, um, you know, it's just uh, – it was good. I enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed the women's match, and I definitely enjoyed uh, – the the tag team match, as I said, I, I thought it was going to be a great match, and it definitely delivered. Um, you know, uh, oh, my God. I mean, we probably would need a whole other hour to discuss this Enzo More thing, but, I mean, I don't know if we're, we're scheduled for that tonight. <laughs> but let's just keep going. <laughs> Overall, well, here's my take on the – I agree. I agree. Here's my take on the Cena-Roman Reigns match. And believe it or not, it's not a bad thing because – sitting in the crowd that night and watching this match and the emotion they brought out of the people. I mean, we'll call it what you will. They had, they had it down the middle with who was being booed more and who was being hated more. I'm sorry, uh, cheered more. Truth be said, they were boo- both being booed out of the building. And that LA crowd was ruthless. But, really? <laughs> but I will say they brought out the emotion in the people, the, the, the different uh, chimes they try to put each other away and, you know, the two counts and, Oh, you know, that's what they wanted, and they got it, and they delivered that. And I will say that that was a really good match. Now, to go with what you're saying, uh, Alex, in that sense, and how many times a finisher has to be used, that has been the question of the last, I'm going to say, 10 years or so, because, believe it or not, that usually ended up being the case. And, I'm, and, and please don't take it that I'm, I'm, I'm mocking your boy there, but I'm really not, because it would take how many times it would take to put Cena away, but yet you come back with an AA, and that's all she wrote. In a way, that's right. kind of what Cena was saying, though, if you think about it, because it was a symbolic, quote-unquote, passing of the torch, in, in a sense, which led people to believe, is Cena done? No, he's not done, but he definitely wants to slow down. He don't have anything left to prove. He's worked his ass off for 15 years to earn that right to be a part-timer now, if he wants to be. But going back to the pay-per-view itself, yes, the finishers are almost becoming a joke now, because that's... It, 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 they want to give, get too much out of the crowd, and sometimes it, it's a hit or miss. And with right. the Cena-Roman match, it, 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 it delivered. With the Braun and Brock, not many of us expected that match to last long, and it didn't. And for what it was, I was hoping to see what they would go with, with, uh, with Brock, but I guess they still want to keep the title on him for how long? That's the question. How long are they going to keep this title on a guy who's barely there? On the other hand... Who is ready to take the title and be the next champion, be the person that to build a company around? Because if it's going to be Roman, he needs to step yeah. it up. And he did. And yeah. if he's going to go after the title, he's going to have credible contenders. I mean, I'd like to see Finn Balor, Joe, you know, people come after you know, that we can focus on creating the future of the company. The women's match. All I can remember is seeing my girl Nia Jax taking that, taking that power bomb on the floor there. Holy moly. And then the whole match itself, they were, you know, it's, it's disappointing to say this, but this goes back to what we've been talking about for weeks now. Bailey, 
they booed that poor girl out of the freaking building. Why? I don't know. I can't figure. I can't put my finger on it. But they they hated her. They were they were cheering Nia Jax. They were barely cheering your girl Alexa though. It was mixed. And Sasha, well, uh, I think that I'm puzzled with that one. But uh, you know, maybe they felt Nia wasn't ready to take the title. I don't know what they have planned. Maybe they do have an Asuka versus Alexa match planned down the road. And if that's the case, may may Alexa rest in peace because Alexa <laughs> is going to go down in, in a blaze of glory. But not before she cries about it and tells everybody how disappointed she is in them. Jesus, that was a promo. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm not picking on your favorites today. No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, the tag one team of the match. I was gonna say is, the tag team match, though. I think taken? there's going to be a lot of memes with uh, the tag team match. I think there's going to be a lot of memes with Cesaro with the missing tooth. I'm, I've been waiting to see it. I haven't seen many yet, but I'm expecting there's going to be a lot of memes with that one. Missing teeth now, you know. No, no, you do know he didn't. He didn't knock out his teeth, right? It kind of looked like that. Did I miss something? Check it out. So the actual report is, and they, they talked about it on Raw, the, his teeth uh-huh. from when he hit that post were shoved up his gums. So, so they're oh going to have to pull them back down, and it's going to require surgery. Jesus. Wow. So, so his Get the defection of another up. tag team there then. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they were, uh, his teeth were shoved up, not knocked out. Um, but what, one thing Jesus. I do want to comment real quick on uh, on the, the Cena Cena Roman thing, um, you know, a lot of people do say now, if the buildup is correct, if the two competitors are reputable, if they have earned that elite status, then things are understandable. Um, again, I don't think that you know. Uh, Sheamus can get in a ring with John Cena right now and put him down one, two, three with one bro kick. Um, I don't think no. that um, John Cena, I don't think that Cena would get in a ring with Braun Strowman and after two power slams, Cena would be done. Um, yeah. You know, so with Roman Reigns, you're basically taking the two top dogs. You're taking like our quote unquote rock and Austin um, in a way. And, you know that if these two have a match, Stone Cold's going to hit him with two stunners. Rock might hit him with a couple rock bottoms, and they're still going to kick out, and it's going to take three maybe, you know? Um, so sure. it, it, I think in a way it does work, but but what it's going to do is make everybody else's goals more unreachable because if Finn Balor wrestles Roman Reigns now, Finn Balor's going to have to hit the coup de gras, what, like three times? Even though Finn Balor beat Roman Reigns with what one or two coup de gras that that one time on Raw, so it's just kind of funny the way it's, you know, does all does does do we have Super Saiyan Roman Reigns now that that it's different, you know? Because I mean, you got to look at it with John Cena and Reigns, that was believable. Think about it. We saw a Superman punch and a spear. And Cena still kicked out. And we had to see another Superman punch and another spear to beat Cena. We saw yeah. four AAs, including one being a super AA. And Roman Reigns kicked out of all of them. You know, does, you, you know, if it was anybody else, we wouldn't believe it. But because it was them two, it does make sense. But, but again, it's just, I think it makes it a lot more unrealistic for other people. Like, 
I'm waiting to see who's going to be the next one to beat Roman Reigns fair and square, and how is it going to be done? So, um, again, you know, it's it's like, does this mean that we're gonna have we're gonna have to see Brock versus Roman again, and Roman's going to be able to put down the beast? Because, <laughs> I mean, shit. You know, I mean, what 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 else is left right now? Brock is unbeatable, and and he's not yep. a man, and Roman Reigns is not human either. So, I don't know, man. I'm pulling for Finn Balor, though, but that's just me. I don't know. And, I mean, that's where this the rumors, you know, uh, as as far back as last WrestleMania, the rumors were this was all a lead-up to Roman versus Brock. You know, that's part of the reason that, uh, you know, Dave Meltzer and people like that were saying that's part of the reason he beat Taker is because they're setting up, you know, Brock and Roman. And so... The Cena match, I didn't have a problem with. I thought, uh, honestly, I, I would have liked to have seen it go a little bit longer. I thought both guys did well. Uh, and Cena, you know, did the right thing in terms of doing business, quote unquote. Uh, but the the match that I had more of an issue with, even though I thought both guys came out and worked really hard, was the Lesnar match. Because you spent so much time telling me that Braun Strowman is this unstoppable monster. And you've done a really good job. You know, you got to give credit where credit's due. They've done a really good job of building up this guy who has a limited skill set, and instead of making him go out and do a bunch of stuff that he can't do, they've stuck to what he does really well, which is those high-impact spots and, and making his dude look like a, a, a an unbelievable, unbeatable juggernaut. But then you have him running the Brock, and like you said, Alex, one F5 takes the dude out. I felt that the match in terms of time, was short, shorter than it needed to be. But also the way the finish came was kind of abrupt for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I totally agree. Yep. One of the things I actually enjoyed, and I'm surprised, well, I guess I'm not too surprised because he's from California. Well, he lives here anyway. Was the reaction the Miz got from the Staples Center people, and once again, this leads me to believe Jason Jordan is going to be he's going to be switching soon, very soon, and I have a feeling it's going to have to do with Kurt at one point or another. He's going to turn on his dad, maybe not. I don't know. I just feel like there's a turn coming for Jason because the crowds just are not digging him. They're not digging him, and whether he's Kurt's son or not, it just makes it irrelevant. They're not digging his character because to, I guess talent undeniable, connection with the crowd. Yeah. That's where he's lacking. He's lacking that. He needs a little bit more. And when you and here's the thing. I dig to the heels because they fact that they actually have more leeway to do more just to piss off the crowd. And that's why I think for him and for Roman, for that matter, heel turns, it's a must for these guys because right now, smiling, saying smart-ass things, that's not going to get him anywhere right now. Just, just my opinion, guys. Just my opinion. In regards to these guys, I think it, had, it needs to happen eventually down the road, sooner rather than later. Overall, though, but, well, real quick on, on Jason the Jordan. most disappointing and sh- oh, go for it. Yeah, real, real quick on Jason Jordan. I think the problem is twofold. I think, well, three things. Number one, they they really shouldn't have ever broken up American Alpha uh, because I think I agree. Even though I like I like the teaming of Benjamin and Gable. I still would have liked to have seen what American Alpha could have done in a division now that has the New Day and the Usos. I really would have liked to see how far they could have gone. 
Uh, but the other thing with Jason Jordan is the Kurt Angle thing doesn't really work in 2017 because people have Google now. People have Twitter now. People have Facebook now. So an angle that would have worked maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, the, the long-lost illegitimate son uh, routine, it, it doesn't work in you know 2017. Um, and I think there, there was another way they could have gotten around the connection with Kurt and Jason without saying, oh, they, yeah, this is my long-lost son. Uh, but then the third thing with Jason Jordan is they have done this guy no favors by putting him in a big position that I don't know if he's ready for yet, at least not as a solo worker. And I think in the ring, like bell to bell, uh, the guy is great. But – he doesn't have the character. And in today's wrestling, uh, we've talked about this before on the show, guys. You know, being able to do a million moves is, is awesome and it's great. But if you don't have a story that brings people in and connects them, it's going to fall flat. Now, unfortunately, that's where Jordan is right now. And until we get some type of change in his character, I don't think he's going to get any type of reaction from the crowd. Very true. Speaking of which... <clears throat> I'd like to turn the tides a little bit because I don't – gosh, I had this conversation with a friend of mine when I was there at the Staples Center Sunday. The cruiserweights – hold on before we jump in here because mm. I know everybody's got something to say about this. The cruiserweights from 20, 22 years ago, WCW, perfect timing for it because they had a who's who of that generation, of that era, if you will, that came in there and, I mean, they took it to a whole new level. That gets talked about even to this day. One of my all-time favorite cruiserweight matches, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Halloween Havoc 97. If you haven't seen it, YouTube that stuff up right now and watch and learn something. But going back to my point, it's, it's a totally different era. 2017, I know they were, they were lacking smaller guys in their, in their division, and I felt like it was a good idea. And so it, for the most part, it was. But... It's only visible on the WWE Network. Could it have had its own show on TV? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But they're not – I don't feel like there's, they're investing a whole lot in these guys. And they have, a, they have a huge division of people. And then because of this dude that, that really is just ticking off everybody, I mean, this, this call mm-hmm. it fade is fade, that whole shoot that they did with him on Raw to close out the show, Neville, Neville wasn't lying. That locker room just didn't know what to do with them, so they sent him down to 205 Live, and then he just started pissing everybody else off there, too. And therefore, I see that heel turn happening for Enzo. I think it's good timing because right now, he, I think he's, he's a little mixed on who, he, who cheers and who boos him. But the whole thing with him in that division, I don't know if I agree with that. But I also understand that they have nothing for this guy. And to put the title on him, oof. If anything's going to piss off the crowd more, I think that would. So well, I, well, the whole thing with what that. What do we got over here? Oh. What do ah. we got oh, over shit. here? Sounds like a oh, shit. A cup, a cup of, of haters. Well, maybe maybe one hater. We got a hater. <laughs> yes. We got yes. a hater. Yes. Yeah, let's be honest. Gotta, I'm sorry. He's all all Felix, he's good at is talking on the damn mic. Everyone's I'm sorry. We he's... sipping on a cup of Felix, huh? All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, Alex. Okay, no, no. Say what you got Felix, to say. Like, I, I, I honestly, no, no, no. I just wanted to do that just for the sh- for the shits and gigs. But uh, no, 
I, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Um, I think it's it's kind of needed. And, and hey, check it. look. First of all, Enzo did have a point. <laughs> we have never seen the cruiserweight division on any prime time mm-hmm. lot on a show. We didn't see them on the back end of a show ever. So, true. One, okay. very very Fair cool. Enough. Number. So, uh, so yeah. So maybe Enzo made him a little relevant. But here's the thing. We also saw the 205 Live roster, which we didn't even know half those people even existed or even had contracts yep. still. So it's good to see if they're all still employed. Um, mm-hmm. The next thing. I think right now the whole, like, tweener thing, the whole, like, I'm still going to say my funny stuff, but I'm still going to dog everybody. I was cracking up laughing. I was uncontrollably, lying, like, dying laughing last night because of the what Enzo was saying about everybody. And, um, you know, it, it was funny, but he just seemed like he's going to be that over, overconfident, cocky, like, brat guy that he's just going to be so annoying. Everyone's going to, like, they're going to they're going to boo the hell out of him. But the thing is, how else realistically is he going to be able to retain that title? Because everybody knows he doesn't have the skill level everybody else has, so he's going to be that annoying, loudmouth, jaw-jacking, cheating, cruiserweight champion. I think that's the only way he's going to retain the title. Obviously, we don't know if Neville is going to be able to get a title rematch after putting his hands on Enzo. But, um, but no, I think it's great. I think I think this is might actually just like turning heel worked for Neville. This might work and make Enzo beyond like really relevant. relevant. It might actually help the division. So. I don't know. I just think that, you know, um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it and how they're going to run with it. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, still, I, I'm, I'm curious. Like, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch 205 and see what happens. But, you know, um, I don't know, man. Tough. Definitely tough. Uh, it's just I, I have no idea. All right. Like, it's just it, – it, he, he's just really bugging me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nate? What are you thinking, man? Uh, if if I had a dime, Felix, for every time the cruiserweight division was relevant before last mo- uh, last night, I have zero dimes. He has zero dimes. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I agree with a lot of what Alex said, man. Like Enzo definitely has the personality. He's got the biggest, or brightest uh, shine nope. right now. In the yeah, well that too. Uh, in the cruiserweight division. But I'm a little worried. I'm a little concerned. And, and, and this is why, guys, and hear me out. I think the Neville-Enzo feud, in whatever the way they play it out, you know, whether Neville finds a way to get another title shot or, or, or Kurt decides to, you know, make some changes or whatever, I think that'll be really interesting and really fun and a reason for people to watch 205 Live. But one of my main issues with the Cruiserweight division since it started is they've always been good at having one really strong feud whether that was TJP versus Kendrick or Rich Swan versus Neville or Akira Tozawa versus Neville and now Enzo versus Neville. Uh, but there's a lot of other guys that seem to just kind of be filling time week to week, you know, and, and when they do try to give them stories, we more likely than not end up with, with bad comedy like the uh, Alicia Fox, Noam Dar storyline with Cedric Alexander. So I'm hoping that, this is kind of a reset on the cruiserweights 
and they find a way not only to focus on Enzo and Neville, but also to give these other dudes some shine because there's a lot of talent in that division that is basically an afterthought. You know, and I'm somebody that really loved the Cruiserweight Classic, and I can count on one hand the amount of time I've actually sat down to watch a full episode of 205 Live because they haven't really given me a good reason to week to week. So I'm, I'm hoping things will change, but I'm a little bit uh, apprehensive right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to find out where this is going to go. But I got to throw something out there right now because I wasn't supposed to find out, but I found out anyway. <laughs> what the hell, Dolph? Tell me it ain't. <laughs> tell me I didn't just see that. I thought oh, I was going to be really now. happy tonight, okay. Felix. Your, your, your hero returned to SmackDown. Yeah, you're you not cool. Not cool. <laughs> okay, you know what? We, now, now, now we talking to a cup of haters right here. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, I stole that from him. Um, that, that was that was so two they, minutes ago, Felix. Uh, oh, I guess you would know that, huh? That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. But you know what, though? That, eh, eh. Tell me it wasn't genius. This is what wait, I'm talking wait, wait, about. Wait, 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 no, hold no. on. No, no, wait, wait. no. Go Tell ahead. Me Go ahead. Because here's the thing. What they could have done, what they could have done mm-hmm. was have Ziggler come out, run to the back, and do the Undertaker thing, and just everybody was going to be like, what? But look, they just randomly did it with Ziggler starting it off as the Undertaker. Like, And it was funny because I watched the crowd, and I'm like, they're not really buying it. Like, I think they're just kind of like, no way. Like, this can't be true. Um, but, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he did have some of them. Yeah, but the California I mean, crowds, you, you can only fool them for so long before they, 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 they figure <laughs> shit out. And California, ain't, they, they ain't a bunch of dummies. Like I was saying in the beginning of the show, the crowds that are really, really into it, and they really, you get, a, you get an emotion out of them, for the most part, I guess it depends on... I would still say Los Angeles, New York, and Chicago. Because I know I've seen different par- different portions of the country when they've done things to get a, a reaction from the crowd. And some crowds, all I can hear were the crickets. No joke. Mm-hmm. And others, man, they, they were so loud that they were getting more. You could hear them over the, the announcers. Yep. Anyways, but that's, that's, that's my thing on that. But, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I Not that I bothered that he did it because I'm not really but do they not have anything better for this guy to do I mean is this his, his way of getting over again becoming relevant imitating legends of the past I don't get it <laughs> either it's just him, the point him, put him on raw well then, then then fine somebody do something about it have him do something about it instead of coming out every week trying to imitate somebody just to get a reaction out of the crowd because clearly he ain't doing it on his own Honestly, I don't even think that's the point. I think the uh, going off of this week, I think the point is not to prop Dolph Ziggler up, but to prop prop up Bobby Roode. Like I think Ziggler is going to be the guy giving Bobby the 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 push, quote quote unquote, in this situation, rather than the other way around. Like I think Dolph Ziggler is just there as Bobby Roode's first major feud, and and that's the only role he's going to serve in this is to get Bobby Roode over to this new. Uh, audience that might not have seen him on NXT or in TNA. Mm-hmm. Who is Nakamura's first? Well, see, I didn't get... ah, yes, but even point. then they were joking about the fact that it was Dolph Ziggler because it did nothing for him. It really did nothing for Nakamura because he ended up going and 
he did he did things better than he did with Ziggler. But Ziggler didn't <laughs> take him any other way. He didn't take him anywhere. I mean, it didn't. There was nothing that came out of that, at least in my opinion. Still, I'm I mean, sorry. Was... I mean, I'm not dogging Dolph. I'm not dogging Dolph. I, I respect him in the ring and as a competitor and on the mic, he does great. No, no, no joke about it. But he's. <sighs> I, I'm not entertained by it. I'm sorry. I'm not haven't been entertained by him in, in a long time. Uh, you, you know, honestly, it I is what think it is. at this point, like, I mean, here's the thing. So at this point, don't be surprised if Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler does actually beat Bobby Roode at No Mercy. I mean, at Hell in a Cell, mm. um, because what Bobby Roode has came to the WWE and he's been on an undefeated streak on SmackDown. So. Maybe this will actually turn Gloria. into a feud until Bobby Roode does have to beat him. But, I mean, here's the thing. Ziggler right now, I, I like what they're doing because he's getting a reaction, and it's val- it, it's making sense. I mean, it's not like he's just rambling and, you know, it's not – think about it. He's out there making a valid point that, I mean, it, it's kind of – we are living in a time of the gimmick in the in the entrance, and, you know, think about it. Look at Enzo Mori. What what is he? A, a better wrestler or a better uh, a better entrance? <laughs> He's a gimmick. He's a gimmick. Exactly. Let let let's look at let's keep on going. I mean, you got to look at a bunch of people. You know, there's so many guys right now that's more gimmick than they are. Okay, wrestlers. but how far can um, you take it before it gets it gets to be ridiculous? I mean, how far do you have to take a point before people get tired of hearing you? And if anything, they start to continue to believe that you're you're more of a whiner than anything else. It's it's one I thing he's making a point. I think this is a but I think this is like a part one how of far two can you go or with maybe it, man? three. No, I, I think there's parts. I think right now this is okay. part one for Ziggler, and I think there's going to be another part to it soon, like uh, to this character change development slash um, thing that he's doing. I, I think that, you know, there's more to it. I don't think that he's just going to um, march to the, the same beat of this drum. No, I think he's going to – something else is going to come of this. Something's going to change, and, you know – there's got to be more of a long-term plan than just complaining about entrances, you know? Sure, sure. I hope so. I do, because, like I said, there's only so far they can take it before it becomes it becomes just pointless. At least I think so, anyway. Right. But, <laughs> now, as far as going forward, and they have TLC and I, and here's the thing do I do I think that they're going to be oversaturating the 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 WWE universe I kind of believe it because there, there's so many pay-per-views coming up now and so many different things that they're going to be coming up in for November and uh December and like I said with Starcade coming back they've already got a card lined up for it and it's just what I think a week or two after Survivor Series and then they've got uh gosh you got Hell in a Cell and then they've got uh TLC and then they've got whatever whatever the hell they got in December, but I mean, is is, is it too much? I mean, hell, three hours of Raw is too much, and it hasn't been entertaining in a long time. <laughs> is, when is it too much? Is my question. When is it too much? Well, that's kind of the problem with the brand much? split because, like, we we just got through with No Mercy, and now two weeks mm-hmm. later we're, we're getting another show for SmackDown, and Mm-hmm. It it feels like you know both shows are, are I'm sure both shows will be solid both shows will be decent but I don't know if it's too much but it certainly certainly thank takes, you Elio Clash maybe, of Champions in December okay and it, it well it certainly takes kind of the importance 
off of each event because there's so much uh, programming available. And, and part of it is a business decision because, you know, they've got to have uh, material for the network and, and they've got to keep that cash cow going. But I also think that, you know, there's a lot of diminishing returns. And, and I'm saying this is somebody that watches a, a lot of wrestling, obviously. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to get up for everything. And so, like, I think I'm kind of looking forward to Hell in a Cell uh, just because I want to see, you know, the Nakamura uh, gender match. And I also want to see what Shane does with Kevin Owens. But would I be more excited if we didn't have a brand split? And instead of, you know, every two or three weeks there was a big show, we had, you know, one show a month like like we did back in the day. You know, back in my day, Alex, you know, you were a little a little too young for this, uh, sonny boy. But, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know because you know we, we, we've come to a point now where the the, the toothpaste is out of the tube. You know, you can't go back; you can only go forward. So, yeah, I I would like to see you know two hour raws, and I'd like to see more space between these pay per view events. But we're, they're not going to do that because it doesn't make sense for them financially. No, Gee, Dad, I, I think someone can tell me more about your war stories. Hey, you know, when when I had to go to a wrestling show, I had to walk uphill in the snow both ways. With no shoes on. I had to take the subway to get to the bus, to take it to the show, to get to the... I get it. It's all good. You'd be surprised how far a dime could take you back in the day. But now... But back now, in my day, the network was now, only uh, 10 cents. But now, how many dimes does Dad have? Zero dimes. <laughs> Meaning he can't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. What am I going to do with you guys? But, uh, okay, so, so to kind of just touch on that, that, that last little part real quick. I mean, yeah, you know, sure. that's the thing. I mean, right now, this big wheel, this big old, like, wrestling wheel slash machine slash monster that is the WWE, there's so much. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't mind keeping up with it, but, I mean, it, it, it's it's like a responsibility. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't go to bed on Monday and Tuesday without watching Raw and SmackDown. And then Wednesdays, uh, I try to catch NXT. But, um, but you know, if not, I, I catch up with it during the week. Um, I know 205 Live is on Tuesday, so I catch up with that. And then you have all paid all these shows and everything. I mean, you literally can fill your entire day with the WWE network because there's always some kind of show coming up. Um, but, you know, at this point, it's just so, so when you're watching all this stuff, I mean, don't get me wrong. Two hours is a lot of wrestling. Now, Monday, you know, raw, you know, three hours worth. When you look at stuff, it's like, man, you know, why, why can't this be evenly dispersed in some way? I mean, wouldn't it wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be so cool if that one hour that they would have they can take from a Monday and do like maybe an hour or a two hour? I mean, hell, I guarantee you they'd get ratings if they did like an like what we used to have. Remember, like they used to have Velocity or they used to have um, oh my God, what was it called? Like Saturday Night? Um, uh, I, Saturday Night Heat? Yeah, I, they had Heat, but. But I mean, think about it. what if they took, what if they took and put on like on a, on a Saturday or something, even you know, and they did one other show that they can do and and make it.
somewhat relevant. You know, have some kind of a feud that or something that was going on on Monday and Tuesday and transfer it over to that one show. I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, it definitely wouldn't hurt at all. That way, you're not trying to jam three hours into Monday and then you just have all this wasted air time that, you know, you're just dragging things out. So, uh, I mean, at what point do we see this go back to two hours? I don't know, but right now, they're just having to fill a lot of extra content in there that is just, um, I don't know. It's just, you know, it, do, it definitely does kind of drag it out. But, I mean, you know, hey, if you're a diehard wrestling fan, you know, I mean, hey, you enjoy it. And I mean, even even like last night, I was I was fast-forwarding through it, through some of it, like through the commercials and stuff. And at one point I was like, oh, man, this should be over soon. And I click and I'm like, Jesus, it only says I'm an hour and 47 minutes in. Hell, I got a whole nother hour of wrestling, all right, you know? But <laughs> it happens, man. It happens. But overall, you know, I mean, the to go back really quick and touch on some things here, uh, I guess in the sense we'll go with the IC title and, and the, the, aftermath, the aftermath on Monday, having uh, the Miz have Roman Reigns on the show, on his Miz TV show, and them hinting at a possible Shield reunion. They've been hinting at that off and on the last maybe year or two, and although they got a part of it with with uh, Seth and Dean, could Roman be back in this fa- in the in the equation coming up soon? Is it necessary? Would it be relevant? Not saying not so much relevant, but so much more in the sense that just for the nostalgia factor that WWE is so in love with and has been for years. To get them reunited for one night, maybe have the the Shield reunion to battle the Mistourage at uh, let's just say TLC, or uh, maybe Survivor Series and an elimination match kind of thing. I mean, is there is it point is there a point to that? Is, there, is it necessary to have them reunite one more time just for the pop of the crowd? I think it's going to happen. I is it worth it? It's going to happen. Uh, I mean, I think so. I mean, because here's the thing right now. You can't mm-hmm. shove Roman Reigns down our throat entirely all at once. You know, like... Um, they sure have tried. Uh, I know, I know. But but I think that's why they're, they're, they're going to slow down with it. I mean, think about it. Right now, everybody right now probably thinks, and I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen, but... The reason it's not going to happen is because of this whole thing with the Shield. Um, everyone thinks that right now, okay, Roman Reigns is definitely going to win the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, he's got to wrestle the Miz. He just beat John Cena and The Undertaker. Ain't no way Miz can beat him. And I agree with that. There's no way the Miz can beat Roman Reigns right now. But look what happened last mm-hmm. week. So what's going to happen this coming week is when Roman Reigns does get close to beating the Miz, the Miz Tarage is going to come out, start jumping and beating Roman Reigns. And then the only thing that I feel that is not that, – that we might not see the Shield next week is because Seth Rollins has to wrestle Braun Strowman. But once this battle of the egos is up, I mean, Roman is going to have to find two partners. So who's he going to find? I mean, I think everyone will be disappointed if it's Matt Hardy and Jason Jordan. But um, – <laughs> but. Even though I have one little thing to touch on that, but I think that we will see a Shield reunion soon. Because why not? Why not give the crowd? Why not give it to them? It might help Roman a little bit. 
it'll give them a little bit of a, a just a little bit of diversion off of some things right now. But Roman's eventually going to need help. We obviously saw it, and you saw the disrespect. They did the whole the shield thing. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Uh, I think it's just it's not it's not a matter of how; it's just a matter of when. And um, another thing that I would say right now, in in the absence of Jeff Hardy, this would be the perfect time. If you want to keep Matt Hardy relevant, I think uh, now that Brother Nero is obsolete, I think everybody else needs to be deleted, and we need the broken (laughs) brilliance to come back. And uh, I think there's no better. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got, we got to correct you right there, sir. It's not broken. It's the woken brilliance. Get woke, man. Get woke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay woke. I can't get behind that. I'm sorry. Yeah. But well, <sighs> at this point, whatever Matt Hardy is a whole – exactly. They need to have something come out of that. If they need to – TNA needs to just let it go because clearly it's just going to continue on, and they're not – the Hardys aren't going to give that up without a fight. And they're still fighting it. But TNA needs to let it go. It's done. It's over with. They've moved on. What's the point of keeping them, keeping the, trying to continue to battle to get the, the rights to the broken brilliance? There's no point. At least I don't right. think so at this point. But, I mean, if they're going to have one last hurrah to close out the career in WWE, why not go that route? Again, like you said, going back to what you were saying just now, it needs to happen. And then and that way it eventually leads to Jeff Hardy's return, however long it takes. And – yeah, go with it. I mean, why not shoot for an idea of going with uh, Matt taking on uh, Bray Wyatt? They teased that not too long ago. Now that it can, now that they're there in the same on the same brand, it can happen. Why not? Uh, okay, now, I'm hearing, now I'm hearing now I'm hearing crickets. Now I'm hearing crickets. Is that is that not something <laughs> no, no. you guys want to see? Uh, I don't know. Uh, to be honest. I don't trust them with that. Like, to, to be completely honest, I, if you look at everything they've done with Bray Wyatt over the past year and a half, two years, unless Matt mm-hmm. Hardy is the one creating the story, I don't know if I trust the company to do to do right by it, especially if Bray Wyatt's involved. <laughs> yeah. Sad but true. Sad but true. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you know, that's the only thing that worries me is if they're going to be able to run the broken thing in the same uh, direction and in the same type of uh, just how powerful that movement was, if they're going to be able to kind of accept it and, and, and let this thing just happen, let Matt just ha- let this thing take its own course. Um, I'm just worried that they're just going to, kind of tone it down and just make it lame, you know? Hmm. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think that, that um, there, there's potential there, and, and I hope it happens sooner than later, because I think if Matt Hardy left WWE tomorrow, he could pick up right where he left off and make this thing the biggest thing all over again. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, bring him on. We'll take him in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. But I do got one last question before we start to uh, bring the show to an end tonight, and that is since it was uh, we touched on Starcade just just briefly, and 
do I mean with the way they've been going with it? Do you think? Well, since we last spoke about it, do do you still think? Do you believe we will see Cody come back to WWE? Did we even talk about it? Ooh. I don't remember. That old age is sneaking up on me again. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, not anytime I get soon, why they're doing it. That. Michael Hayes is obviously the one that uh, is going to probably be working on it. But I mean, Cody's right. If they're gonna if they're gonna have Starcade, the need to include Dusty's kids. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And if it's going to be just Goldie, then just be Goldie. But I mean. I mean, they're they're trying their damnedest to get Cody to come back, even if it is just for one night. Cody don't really need them. WWE would need him, needs him, because he's making himself even better, even bigger star than he was in WWE. Just saying. Yep, I agree. I totally agree. I mean, right now Cody's a phenomenon, and uh, it, it, right. I, mean, I don't know if it, if it was just like a a Photoshop picture, but they had basically where. Uh, um, I don't know if it was Sacramento or wherever I saw, but I saw like the the villain club was was around like WWE type stuff with a uh, with the trailer in the background. You saw Cody and everybody there, villain club trolling. You know, I think it was just a troll, but uh, no, actually, cool. I, I believe they were at, they were at Raw in Ontario uh, yesterday, from what I heard. The yeah, club. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm talking. About. Yeah, there's pictures. I mean, can you imagine if that 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 happens or or like. Just the fact that they make it to where they do a DX type movement again on their own, because I mean, there's really nobody stopping them from standing out front and doing it. I mean, there's nothing nope. wrong with that. So they may have some kind of working relationship fun. with uh, Ring of Honor, though. Right. I mean, you, I don't know. You think? I, I think this is still kind of cool. I agree. I agree. I guess only time will tell. I mean, the Starcade event is not until November. And actually, it's actually the day, the day, day after my birthday. Go figure. Um, <laughs> but um, as far as, as I was talking about earlier on in the show, we've got, uh, when we return, we will be returning in two weeks after tonight because we will actually have a very special guest joining us. And like I said, he is he has been on the show before. Nate and I know him pretty well. And he had some incredible stories to tell. And all I can tell you, though, is, is, is Alex, since you – haven't had the actually the actual opportunity to speak with this gentleman. You're going to have a great time. You're definitely going to enjoy this one very much, though. So. If you're if you enjoy storytellers, you'll love this guy. But um, <laughs> with that said, <laughs> with that said, guys, let's start to uh, bring it to a close here. Uh, let's talk about what's coming up for you guys. Until the next time we uh, see each other again, see each other, talk on the uh, talk on the show again. What's coming up in the next coming weeks for you guys, Alex? We'll start with you. Uh, I have Mucha Lucha Atlanta, October, the, the, the Mucha Lucha Atlanta 13, so MLA 13, uh, coming up on October 8th in Norcross, Georgia, and on the 7th, the day before, is going to be the meet and greet, so we're going to be doing a couple spots there, um, so that, that'll be pretty much a lot of fun, and then the following week is Elevate Pro's one-year anniversary, so I'm very excited about our company and far we've come and then we have a huge show stacked uh so that'll be that and then the following weekend wait is it the following no no no. i'll have a little bit of a break in between then the weekend after that in october i'm headed back to wisconsin for great lakes championship wrestling and um i'm very excited about that making a you know another comeback there so um 
Yeah, a lot going on. I mean, I can go on and on. The the schedule from now to the beginning end of the year is pretty hectic, but you all can always, always, always have the pleasure of following me on all my social media, which is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all at Alex Cruz Nation, A L E X C R U Z N A T I O N, not C R U I S E, not C R U Z E, C R U Z Cruz. Say it. It's it's easy. Cruz. There's no E in Cruz. C R U Z. All right. You sure. You sure. Soon, but actually, because very very soon it's about to change. I'm actually about to change my name because. In respect to my father, I want to be Alex Cruz Milton, so that will be my new gimmick. Oh, will be the Aztec Warrior, Alex Cruz Milton. So, oh, Jesus. So, because I want to be, I want to just take on the next step and have my father in my life. So while I'm while I'm out kicking ass and and making a name for myself, I'm going to make our our family name proud, Dad. So for those of you soon, it's going to be at Alex Cruz Milton Nation. Very soon. <laughs> yes, yes. I, uh, well, Alex, I appreciate I that, son. <laughs> hey, Alex, I, I wanted to ask you, though, because I know uh, Dave, David Hero actually was on the show for, uh, with us uh, at one point. What was it like working right. with Dave? I mean, he, he's a super cool guy. Dave Hero, man. Like, we, we've been <laughs> – we keep in touch now, and, like, just – I mean, he is a great – learning tree to just sit under he like that man knows his stuff super cool guy um i mean it, it was did you get a super fine t-shirt I mean, was, yes i did and i cannot wait to wear it <laughs> i told him i was I like i can't say nothing because i got my own too i know you do I, I was like dave there's one thing that i really want before i leave here so what is it i was like I want to, do you have any super friends t-shirts left? And I got one. I'm so excited. Um, man, let me tell you, that was, that was so far probably one of the most fun promotions I have worked for. I mean, definitely in my top three. I mean, it was just so exciting. I mean, it was, it was fun. I mean, I got to meet Kevin Thorne, which was really cool. And, uh, you know, I, I wrestled Jay Bradley, which was awesome. And, and, I mean, just just a, a different group of guys out there, man, and and, and the whole locker room for sure. looks like professional wrestlers, and that's what I love the most about it, you know, because I I do still wrestle in some of these promotions where you walk in the locker room and you hear ding 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 ding, hey buddy, pass the chicken, here's some beer, drink it. No, man, I'm I'm good, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, God, you oh guys, my God, did he guys, really just do that? Oh my God, I totally did because look. This is Pipe on Radio, and this is also part of telling the truth. And if I'm lying, I'm dying. And guess what? My heart rate is good. I feel great. So I, I have unfortunate news for a lot of people. There ain't no way, ain't no way I'm dead yet. And the problem is <laughs> there's just a lot of people who physically are dead, and they need to do something about themselves. So, no, I'm very glad to have been in a locker room where everybody not only was in, in positive spirits, positive vibes, but everybody looked the part. They, 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 and, and it was, it was, a, it was a great show. It was, it was a great environment, and, it, and it's the way it should be, you know. Um, it's just unfortunately, you know, you got some places that, you know, you know, you walk into locker rooms and they're not really professional wrestlers; they're wrestlers. And there's a huge difference. And, you know, we'll, 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 yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're wrestlers. Yeah, I, I see that. 
Uh, so we'll, we'll have that conversation another day. I'll tell you what, though. I, I am thinking about bringing Dave back on the show again, I mean, just to catch up, because, I mean, I I definitely feed off of his energy that he does when he's I, with his transformation that he's made as, as well. Him and Asmo have been – they have their own little competition going on, you know, and they, they continue <laughs> yeah. to try to one-up each other. And, you know, it's it's just – it's it's a, it's an amazing thing to watch. Dave has definitely come a long way. He inspires people. You know, he's 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 done so well for himself health wise. He's taking care of himself, and he's a very very dedicated father. I have nothing but great. I told to him earlier. He's an incredible guy. I told him earlier, please before at some point in his life, I told him when things settle down and he's ready to just enjoy the back end of his life, please write a book. I told him you have to write a book to just tell us about your story. The man, the myth, sure. the hero. <laughs> <laughs> you might get copyrights on that one, man. They let him get, you know, make sure he acknowledges you gave him that idea. Oh, no, I, did. I, te- I texted it to him. I know he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, with that said, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only, Godfather. What's going on, man? What you going to be up to? Uh, well, uh, Brother Felix, uh, be, besides, you know, continuing to reconnect uh, with uh, my son here, uh, a.k.a. the Black Tech Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> and that continues, and it continues. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know now, now he's, he's got the Aztec heritage, he's got the black heritage, he's got the total package. Uh, <laughs> okay, I only got one word to say to that. Delete, delete, delete. Okay, that was more than one word, but I got it. I thought you were going to hit me with a gorilla monsoon as as another tribute to to the brain last week. (laughs) Why don't you stop? There you go. There it is. But uh, you can check out the Kings of Sport. We've got a big show this week. We're going to, of course, be talking about the football protests. We're going to talk about the NCAA scandal that just popped off today. And we're going to have a special guest in the house, uh, somebody that the Pipe Bomb Radio listeners should be very familiar with. We're going to have Brian Shields on the show uh, to talk about his Amazing new guy. book, Second Nature, uh, the, the Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair story. So uh, that's Kings of Sport with myself and Marcus Vandenberg from Yahoo Sports. I've got uh, Keep It 2000, which is a show about WCW from the year 2000 on live audio wrestling. It's me and Brian Mann. Uh, and let's see what else we've got. Place to be Nation. I've got a show called The Main Event, which should be out tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, by the time you're listening to this. And of course, uh, you can check out anything Nate related uh, on Twitter in the number eight M O Z A I K at Nate Mosaic. And of course, you can catch me here with Felix and Alex on Pipe Bomb Radio. Heck yeah, awesome guys. Awesome, awesome. So, again, we'll be back in about two weeks. Oh, no, Jesus. Enough, you too. Enough. (laughs) Hey, you know, I do want to say one thing. I do want to say one thing because, and I know this is a very touchy subject right now, but I do want to say one thing for all of our listeners. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I'm going there. Right now, more than ever, we need to spread love, spread peace, and be kind to one another. Because at the end of the day, we all live in this country, and we are what fuels it. We are the people that make the country great. And I truly believe everyone is entitled to their own opinion. 
And um, I feel that everyone, part of, you know, part of living in this great nation is being able to express how you feel about certain situations. And, you know, and, and again, you know, I know a lot of people are, are, are upset because some NFL players are kneeling, and I think that everyone's now at this point don't know what they're protesting about. Um, but th- there is a lack of equality in the world, and we need to come together as one and I think with simple acts of kindness and, uh, and positive words and encouragement and treating others the way you want to be treating and spreading love and peace that we can fix the, the, the void that we have in this country. So if anybody is listening, please, one little act of kindness a day goes a long way, and you can be that, the change that people around you need to further take those steps going forward to improve the overall uh, situation in America. So spread love, spread peace, and be kind to one another. Um, you know, we're all equals no matter what. We're all brothers and sisters, and we're, we're you know, we're, we're the USA. You know, we land of the free, home of the brave, and we need to, we need to live up to it. So um, that's my little message. I stand completely on both sides of the field. So God bless America. I appreciate you sharing that. God bless Definitely, and God bless the under Felix forever and always. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that last little zinger in there, didn't you? <sighs> yeah, I'm feeling very heartbroken. Not this Sunday. Oh, yeah, well, I, I'll save that one for for the next time because I still want to take a few more digs at you, but we'll do that next time. <laughs> but um, yes, as I mentioned, we will be back in about two weeks uh, with a very special guest joining us. And as far as that goes, we have more information coming on that in the coming week or so. But anyways, guys, we're going to go ahead and, and, hit and uh, close out the show tonight, uh, the aftermath of No Mercy. And we'll be back very soon. And in the meantime, guys, we have Pipe Bomb Radio on Facebook, on Instagram. No, we don't have Instagram. I'm sorry, on Twitter. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. God, I think Elio's adding us to yeah, pretty much everywhere. There is everything out there. So thank you, Elio. We're still on YouTube. And definitely our most controversial show is still the Ahmed Johnson <laughs> show, if you haven't heard it. But that's another story. Uh, save for another day. Elio, in the meantime, guys, I'll be having you on Tinder. <laughs> I am not going to touch that one. I am not going to touch that. <laughs> but Elio's I will got say on behalf of us here. No, he does. He really does. And we're Tinder, grateful to him for that. Fish. Uh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> no. Eh. All right, guys. Uh, on behalf of everybody here at Pipe Bomb Radio, we're going to go ahead and close out and say keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Good night, everybody. Guys, we'll be talking soon, okay? Oh, All right, brother. All right, bye. All right. Yo, I'm talking from the Another fast by track, I'm just a dick, I'm a bullshit And I'm
I'm either rookie. My time is held up extremely for cookies. Just let me fly the script in 96. And you don't bother me, and I show never won't bother you. And uh, you just rock the brother, flowing like my aqua. Think we fucking stack it up, you're just a stack, yeah. Other one label with a black face. It goes D, so my phone.